Welcome to Pathway to Faith with Bishop Steve Howe. Turn your expectations high as you receive the word from our man of God. Prepare yourself to hear a life-changing message. Let's tune in now. So the last few Sundays, first it started with Dr. Halp, and she was talking about the power of God, correct? And then the last thing she said, and it hit me like a ton of bricks, was flowing fire. Then we came back, and, and Bishop said, this is the God who can raise a dead man. And he said, in, in, in raising the dead man, it was all for the glory of God, correct? So the title of the message today is, Don't Leave the Bones. Don't Leave the Bones. All right? So we have Ezekiel 37. We'll start there. But I have Ezekiel 37. We'll go from 1 to maybe about 11 or 12. Um, and if you're writing, please write these because I get excited. I usually have 50, 60 scriptures to give you all, and I usually give you about six because I get high, you know, forgive me. So Jeremiah 29 and 11, write that down. Write down Romans 8 and 31, and write down Romans 8 and 28. All right, just so you can go back and uh, you can see what I, where I was going, what I was doing. So, don't leave the bones. Ezekiel, of course, we all know, was a major prophet in the Bible. And um, at 37, we find this is where um, the Spirit of God dropped him into a valley. Correct? We're all familiar with the story. So 37, verse 1, the hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley, and it was full of bones. He brought me out and set me in the middle of the valley, and the valley was full of bones. So a God-ordained place can look dead. <laughs> a a God-ordained place. Because he didn't go by himself. He didn't get there by himself. The Spirit of God led him there. And so then I had to ask myself, because, you know, I ask God questions and I ask of myself. I had to ask myself, how many God-ordained places was I in? And I fussed and complained so bad, God had to take me out. Did I recognize that it was God? Or was I wrapped up? and how comfortable I was or were not. So the hand of the Lord is on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of the valley, and it was full of bones. So it was a valley, and it was full of bones. So it wasn't empty. It wasn't empty but what's not what I necessarily thought I wanted. So I'm in a valley, and it's full of all kind of stuff. Old, old things, I, I'm 50-something I'm years old now. I'm, I'm not going to ever be married. Bone. Um, this pandemic, major bones. Um, 
you know, going through a furlough and laid off children, college tuition, private school tuition, marriage, because we spending all our time in the house together. And I, woo, I didn't know I liked this boy like this, but okay. And here we and this, and, and that, and bone, and bone, and bone, and bone, and I'm surrounded by bones. And I perceive them as dead. So then he says, and then he led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. So, God, not only do you have me in bones, now I got to walk around. Because you, you led me to it, and now it says you took me back and forth. So I, I'm walking around. So they give me a diagnosis and now it's chemo and radiation, and I'm sick. My hair is falling out. You got me walking around. It wasn't enough of the bone of diagnosis. Now you got me walking around. It wasn't enough. It was a pandemic. Now I'm furloughed, and, and, and now I'm, I've got to figure out how to pay this, and i got to figure out how to do that. And I'm, So now you got me walking around, and I'm supposed to see what you see? And all the time, I'm asking me, in, in some of my bones, I've been, why me? What did I do? But nothing about what he was in was punishment. Nothing about what, where he was was because of something he had done or not done. So how many times have we got a situation wrong? How many times have we walked into something and thought it's because we had done something wrong? Or thought it was because I didn't do something that God had required me to do. So now I'm in this. So then he says, so it goes on to say again, he led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor, very bones that were very dry. He never called them dead. He just called them dry. <laughs> Lazarus was dead. The bones was just dry. Lazarus was dead. Bones just dry. He asked me, son of man, can these bones live? And so I looked it up because, you know, we, when we usually, when we say son of man, we're talking about Jesus, correct? So I, I'm like, son of man? Why are you calling him son of man? Like, what did I miss? And so son of man translates into, as I looked it up, it's like human one. So God was really saying, okay, human one. Human one. So it's really like human one. Can these bones live? So God asked him a question, can these bones live? So I'm asking you a question, can your bones live? If, if you couldn't leave Lazarus dead, you can't leave your bones. 
the bone came before Lazarus. He did the bones before Lazarus got up. So if Lazarus can't be dead, you can't leave these dreams. If Lazarus couldn't stay dead, then neither can this purpose and vision. Don't leave the bones. And then Ezekiel said, sovereign Lord, you alone know. So he basically say what we, what we usually say. You know how your mama asks you a question and she really not asking you a question. She's saying something to you so you can correct what you about to say. You know, like, did you hear me? So you know you in that moment you can't say no. So Jesus said, you know, so the Spirit of the Lord said, can these bones live? And he was like, only you know, Lord. That's safe, ain't it? He didn't say No. But he said, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I'm going to say what you say, but based upon what I'm looking at. Is that, have we not said that in our life? Based upon what I'm looking at, Jesus. Based upon what's all around me. Okay, I can't say nothing, so I'm going to just say, okay, whatever you say. That, that's what you said. And there's nothing wrong with that. Catch that. There's nothing wrong with that. I think so t- sometimes we try so very hard to be eloquent. We try so very hard to say these elaborate and full out and full on prayers thinking that heaven is going to come down any further. That's, that's not true. When you can just say what God said. Just, just say what God said. You, you, you don't have to figure it out. And in those cases where you just not sure, just say, God, whatever you say. It worked for Ezekiel, didn't it? Okay, well, God is no expected person, correct? Okay, well, it's going to work for me. God, whatever you say. Like coming to America, whatever you like. It works, don't it? Okay. So then he said to me, Prophesy to those bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. The interesting thing about power to me is that I think we always expect power to be quiet. Okay? Power is only quiet when it's in a position. Power is only quiet when it's in a position. The president should be quiet, but we got a new one. Um, And then... Dignitaries, because dignitaries, when power walks into a room, it, it's ne- it never talks when it's in the form of a person. You with me? Okay, but anything that produces power makes noise. You can't find a quiet generator if it's working. You can't find a quiet storm If it's a storm. So power makes noise. So the spirit of the Lord told him, open your mouth.
you got to open your mouth. Bones are only still around your feet because you haven't opened our mouths. They don't have to still be there. And God is saying, you done called me a hundred times and I done said, open your mouth. He gave Ezekiel a script. Oh, and that's what I love about God. He didn't try to make him figure out what to say. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, draw bones, hear the word of the Lord. Hear as not in, hear with your ear, hear as in take heed, hear as in take action. So draw bones, take action. Draw bones, take action. So he didn't leave him without something to say. So have you been listening for what to say? Because if he gave Ezekiel a script for his bones, he had to give me one for mine. He, he had to have. And how long ago did you give it to me? That's, that was my question to God. How long, did you, how long ago did you give it to me? And what did I consider it to be that I haven't used it? What did you perceive the script to be? that you haven't been using it. So if God is telling me to do something with the bones and he's giving me a script, why do I still have bones? What, ha have I made a choice that even to open my mouth is too hard? Ooh. 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 Have, have I made that choice that just to simply open my mouth is too hard? But God, I expect you to move when I call. Did you call? Are we requiring God to pick up a phone that ain't been rung? You know, when you first start talking to somebody, and, you know, Bishop tell us, you know, as, as, the, as the girl, you know, don't pick up the phone every time he call. And, you know, you be hurting. Like, every time he call and you can't just run and pick up the phone, you be like, oh. I know Jesus is doing the same thing. Like, if you would just, just pick up. Just hear me. Just call me. You can just say Jesus and I'll do the rest. So dry bones take action and hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to the bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh. So I said, well, if you're going to blow breath into the life, into the bones, then why you have to specify that you're going to give him tendons, flesh, and skin? Because would you have believed if Ezekiel came out of the valley with just a skeleton? If it's something that you can do on your own, you don't need me, God. So if Ezekiel had have walked out of the valley with just a bunch of skeletons, would we really have believed it was God? Or him playing with the science set? 
So would you really have, if Ezekiel walked out of, out of the valley with a whole army full of skeletons, would you have believed it was God? So God said, for my glory. Put some tendons on it. I'm put some flesh on it. Then I'm put some skin on it. So what you have around you is actually not bones. It's the bodies of your dreams. What you have around you is the bodies of your purpose. What you have around you and everything that is distracting you from calling the bones is not where you're supposed to be. And Ezekiel was in this valley by himself. The only person he had with him was God. How many people are on your boat that ain't supposed to be? Ezekiel had to go to the valley by himself. Quit trying to carry everybody into a storm with you. They can't go. Because they don't have the script. And everything you do, they think is not what you're supposed to be doing. Because they have their own revelation of the storm they're supposed to be in. I will make breath into you and you will come to life. I will attach tenders to you and I will make flesh come upon you and I will cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know I am the Lord. So seven. So I prophesied as I was commanded. What do he say? I prophesied as I was what? Script. So scriptures are what? A script. So he said, so I prophesied as I was commanded. Then there was a noise. You hear the rattling? So when he opened his mouth, those, those bones started moving. But... But the power that was in them created a what? A noise. That's a noise. That's a sound. That is a sound. You have to get to the point in your valley where you can hear some noise. Where you can hear something moving. It signifies that there's some stuff going on. Now, anytime you have power... It's not going to keep you, if, if you're, especially in your valley of bones, you're going to get dusty. Because now everything is rattling. Everything is turning. Everything is shaking. Everything feels like, it's, and it's moving. And, it's, and all God requires you to do is stay still. There's, there's nothing for you in the valley to do but to talk. There's nothing for you to do in this but to talk. After you talk, be still. Because everything else is doing what your father commanded. So I prophesied. And there was a noise, a rattling sound. And the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked and the tendons and the flesh 
appeared on them. The skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. The skin was covered. So the tendons were there. The skin was there and still and still no breath. So it wasn't living yet. It wasn't moving yet. It wasn't. And so I said, well, God, if you did this part, why not do it all? You know, if, you, if you're going to put the skin and the tendons on, why not just do, do it all? I can only give breath to living things. So I had to pull it together first. Because in order for Adam to live, I had to what? Breathe. I formed him, but in order for him to live, I had to breathe. So I have to always pull it together first because I can't just drop my breath into anything. I can't, I can't just blow on any old thing. I can't just give life to any old kind of thing. So then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophecy, son of man, son, prophecy, human one, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says. He said, this is what the sovereign Lord said. See, he didn't stand in front of the bones and say, I decree and declare. That's a whole nother message. He didn't stand in front of bones and say, I decree and declare. He said, bones, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Because once there is a decree from God, all you have to do is declare what thus said the Lord. We work overtime to sound like we're anointed and don't have an understanding of the word. And then when it doesn't produce, we get frustrated. But we got to have a sound understanding of the words. It is by the authority of God that he made the decree. So as the messenger, I'm just going and say, what says the decree? When the king made an edict, when he sent out the messenger, the messenger read the decree word for word. He did not freestyle. We've been freestyling. I, I won't say y'all. It's me. It's me. It's me. I've been freestyling. I've been stringing some stuff together trying to make it work. And it's not working. Because I'm freestyling. And you can freestyle the word. Because although it is the word, it may not be the particular word you need for this valley or these bones. Which is why it is imperative. Follow the script. How do you know what God is saying if you haven't spoken? That's, that's what God told me last night. How you, how you know what I'm saying if we ain't spoke? And I said, well, me? Because we speak now. Hold, hold on. 
But you know, God will swiftly and quickly get you together. The word will gather you first. <laughs> it will snatch you together first. So I was like, we, we talk. Not enough that I can hear something and trust it came from God. And be strong enough to say what thus says the Lord and then be still. Because how many times have we said, this is what God said, and then we start, we start trying to do it ourselves. As soon as, soon as God says something, we do it ourselves. Or we get embarrassed because we said the family members going to live and they pass. So now everybody in the house looking at us. So we said you was going to get your job back, but you didn't. Now you're about to lose your house and everybody looking at us. But if you had just followed the script, then you could say, I didn't say that. My father did. I just repeated what my father said. And then you can settle in that instead of being embarrassed that you said this elaborate prayer at Christmas time and then none of it happened. Because, you know, we get jazzy at Christmas. You know, when all the family together and they ask you to pray and you get fancy. Okay, it's just me. All right, no problem. Hey, I will admit, no problem. So then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Son, well, prophecy, human one, and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come breath from the four winds and breathe into the slain. That they may live. Turn it up. You hear that? Wind can't be quiet. Power can't be quiet. If it's working on your behalf, it's going to be windy. If it's working for you, it's going to sound like a storm is coming. All God said was be still. Once you said what I told you to say, be still. I know it sounds like stuff is breaking. I know it sounds like stuff is whirling around your head. But didn't he tell Job, you'll reap the whirlwind? It cannot be quiet. It cannot be silent. The power you're looking for is not quiet. So I wonder how many storms you've been in and beg God to get you out. And he was just about to blow breath into the thing that you thought was dead. I, I thought it was a storm. I thought I was in trouble. I thought the, the roof was gonna come off. I thought everything was falling apart. I thought when really God was creating an army. In what sounded like destruction, God was blessing. In what sounds like is going to knock everything in your world down, God is blessing. Don't leave the bones. Don't leave the bones. So I prophesied as he commanded and breath entered them and they came to life 
stood up on their feet, a vast army. You want help? You got help. Go get your bones. You need a team? You got a team. Get the bones. You need something? You got something. Call the bones. Don't leave them. Don't settle on just raising the dead. Because you, you can settle there. You can settle there because at this point you've been saved long enough that your mind will give you, will say, oh, okay, yeah, he raised the dead. That's what God can do. We've, we, I think we've stopped being in awe of God in some areas of our life. Because we've, we've heard Bible stories so much, we just think that raising the dead is something. It, it's just like that's what God do. That is a monumental feat. How many monumental things in your world have happened and you just kind of say it, oh, that's what God does. How much power are you holding? How much, how much storm is just settling on the inside of you, waiting just to be released by the script? People are often drawn to power, even if it's devastation. They're often drawn. A storm hits, knocks everything out, knocks power out, does this, does that. Guess what? There's a group of people who always want to go see. Is it not? Uh, is there not people who chase storms? Who stand in the eye of hurricanes and tornadoes? Trying to see how powerful it was? Who's standing in you to see how powerful you are? Who's been drawn to you? Who's been fascinated by your wind? Who's been fascinated by your power? Who's been close enough? Who's been fascinated by what's blowing around you? So my word today, don't leave the bones. Have courage enough to hear the script. Have faith enough to hear the script. Go get your bones. He never called them dead. He just called them dry. So it's not dead. It's not done. So my word today to all the powerful people in this room is it's not done. Get your bones. It's not over. Yeah, it didn't turn out the way you wanted, but it ain't over. No, it doesn't feel like the way it's supposed to feel, but it ain't over. No, you're not comfortable, but it ain't over. No, you don't quite understand it all, but it ain't over. There's a bone to grab. There's a bone to grab. There's a bone to grab. Stand on your feet. Yeah. There's a bone to grab.
I won't settle for just where I am. I won't just be okay with what I got. I will not be satisfied until I am everything in God he has required of me to be. I can't get settled. I can't be okay. Because you'll ultimately kill yourself in the valley. You will join your bones if you do not call them. Wow, what an amazing message. Thank you for listening to our Pathway to Faith broadcast. If you're ever in the Kansas City metro area, join Bishop and Dr. Howe at Harvest Church International Outreach, 4300 North Corrington Avenue, Kansas City, Missouri, 64117. Or catch our services live online at www.harvestchurchkc.org. Be blessed.